bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. It's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college football, bees, we got them all. So listen up, because we, 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 we got the buzz. Turn down the buzz! And welcome back, you guys, to another episode of The Hive Sports. I'm your host, Marcos Pickett, with my co-host, Daniel Olson. Daniel, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks, Marcos. I, I hope you had a Merry Christmas and that the that you've been enjoying watching these jazz games. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Watching games on Christmas was excellent. How was your Christmas? It was great. Thanks. I Yeah, I enjoyed watching some of so local guy Sam Merrill, he he went to my college, Utah State, and it was awesome watching him just fall out on, uh, he had some garbage minutes, but still was awesome, and I I, um, broke that down on the Aggie podcast earlier this week on our Big Blues Day, so if any Aggie fans are listening, make sure to check that one out, but yeah, definitely enjoyed that, and just Christmas, spending time with family. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, they don't get those minutes since they are rookies, but those garbage minutes are always vital uh, just starting out. But before we begin, you guys, and before we recap the, the last two games, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Hive Sports, as well as Facebook. And then don't forget to, to listen to our other videos on, on Spotify at The Hive Sports as well. So without further ado, let's jump in and recap our last two games. So game two, we were home opener against Minnesota. Not the way that we wanted to go. Um, one sixteen to one eleven loss to Minnesota. We had the chance to tie the game with four point two seconds left, and unfortunately, we had the five second violation on Bogdanovich. But it, it was it was a, a great comeback, um, but not the way that we we wanted to. Um, what, what were your thoughts behind that? Do, do you think that we with the with the five with the five second violation overall? Um, the five second violation in particular, I think it's a lot harder than us fans make make it seem because we think, oh, you should be able to have a metronome in your mind or, or see the refs, you know, kind of counting down. But I, I think in the moment, it's probably hard to be thinking about it because they defended us pretty well. Like we could have um, tried to inbound it and then it might have gotten stolen or, or tipped out like something else bad could have happened. So I think um, we were just doing our best to try to find the open guy and, and run our offense. But And who, who knows if we would have made the shot to send the game. And I think, I believe, were we down three? So so best case, we make a three and and tie it. I can't remember what the exact yeah, so score we were, was, but I think. We were down by three, and then we just needed the inbound pass to make the three to tie the game. But... But something happened, and we just couldn't get the ball in time and had that five-second violation. And something that else caught my eye besides that call towards the end was Mitchell and Bogdanovich shooting. They didn't have a, the greatest night. Six for 23 from Donovan for 26.1%, and then three for 16 for 18.8% for Boyan. So not, not the greatest so shooting night for those two. Um, like I mentioned, it is early in the season, so hopefully they get rid of these beginning-of-the-season jitters that they can – just be able to not just forget about those and move on going forward. And then turnover battle, 8-18. Um, like we mentioned uh, prior last week, we need to cut back on those. If we're having 
15 plus every single game, then that, that will be kind of a problem. Because whether it is the five second violation, whether it is um, just three seconds uh, defensively, those, those silly mistakes, I, I feel like then that will cost us the game down the road. And then how, how do you feel like, what, what are your thoughts on the, the turnovers? Where, where, where do you stand on those? Um, so yeah, they're, they had 19. Wow. That's, that's not good. And then, um, Minnesota had 10. So overall, Minnesota, I mean, had more, more possessions and that seems to be like the difference in the ball game. Despite us, um, getting 37 attempts from free throws, we did okay making 29 of those. So we had the advantage there, but, um, three pointers, they made a couple more threes than us and then had uh, with those extra possessions, I mean, with nine extra possessions because of the turnovers, they were um, they, they had 101 attempts from the field where we had 94. So that seems like a difference. And then I was seeing, oh yeah, points off turnovers. Um, I think yeah, it says they had 26 points off of our turnovers, and we had 11 points off of theirs, if I'm not mistaken. So, so yeah, turnovers definitely don't do you any favors. It definitely makes you have to work harder, which the Jazz, credit to them, they nearly... Um, I will credit the Jazz that even though they lost, like, and it wasn't a good team, they were at least in the mix. Because, I mean, we, we saw... We've, we've seen some big blowouts. from like The Clippers got blown out, what was it, like... seemed like 50 points at one point. They were down by a lot, and then the Bucks got blown out by the Knicks. Like, we're seeing good teams get blown out by bad teams, so it's it's a good sign to me that we're a good team. Like, I'm sure at some point we might get blown out by a team and have a head-scratching loss, but I'm, I'm positive that, like, at least we were in the mix. I mean, obviously, we, we would rather be on the winning side of it, but I think overall, I mean, there's other teams that were projected to be good that are struggling maybe like I think the Nuggets are one and three and Lakers two and two like I it's still a small sample size so I'm sure we'll see some of that change but I think we're in a good spot right now yeah absolutely like like I mentioned it is early in the season um but don't give credit where credit is due Minnesota is a good team they they have some young talent they had the number one number one pick in the draft so yeah and like you mentioned three point percentage was not the greatest 29.4 with 10 from 30 34 from downtown but we just need to not just be relying upon the three-point shot. Um, shoot those open shots. Yes, yes, give credit where credit's due. It's like we will have times where we will have open threes, but just don't rely just solely upon those three-point shots. But our field goal percentage, 36 to 94 for 38.3. Um, that obviously needs to be better in order to win games. We can't can't just be, be beating, beating a dead horse. But overall... Um, person who, who was the star of the game um, was Gobert, 18 points, 17 rebounds. Um, it, I feel like if he continues that uh, by having his double-double every single game, by having over 15 rebounds at least, then he'll be in talks for defensive player. And he has proven that uh, just over just in two games but in, as well as in past seasons. And I feel like he'll be in the running once more for defensive player. But... Yeah, any any of your any other thoughts you you saw from from this game against Minnesota? Um, no, I think that Gobert, like you mentioned, I think uh, I think he's like him and Andre Drummond are 
are up there in rebounds, and I think that, I mean, I, I don't think that the Jazz get nearly as much love, but I think if you're averaging that much and you're as valuable, like Gobert's looking like he's worth the um, somewhere in between the max and the super max. Like he's looking oh, yeah. good. So like I, I, I think that if he continues that those numbers, I don't know if he will continue to be that high, but he should be in the conversation at least for MVP. I'm not saying he should win it because, I mean, there's a lot of good offensive players and offense seems to be king for that award. Yeah. But um, and, and, and going back uh, to the, the, the Christmas games that were, that were on Christmas Day, it's kind of unfortunate that we have a player who is a two-time defensive player and we don't get those national televised games on Christmas. It's, we're not get, getting that that credit, that love, but but I guess we'll just do that quietly under the radar while he's still getting his double-doubles every night, but yeah, it, it, yeah. we'll just see how the season goes along, but going on to the next game that the Jazz had, game three on the road against the Oklahoma City Thunder, this was a, a different different game pretty much for the Jazz, they, they got the W, 110 to 109, which was great by Mitchell. He made a layup with seven seconds left. Um, in this game, Thunder led by as much as 12, aided by the Jazz shooting just four of 16 from three in the first half. OKC went 10 of 22 from deep in the same same span. Now in the second half, Utah was considerably uh, more efficient on offense rather than the first half. They turned a decent 44.7 first half shooting percentage into a 56.4%. Now, I feel like that's pretty drastic. Um, Quinn Snyder must have been saying something into the locker room to them because to, in order to have that big of a change from first half to second half, that must have been really vital. Um, what, what, do you, what do you think was the big difference in that shooting percentage for them? Um, well, yeah, that's actually a good question because I, 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 I actually did uh, an article that analyzed kind of the shooting for the different games and each um, player I kind of was trying to analyze not just this game but the sample size of the whole first week of the the, the three and like Mike Conley he's on fire he's hot um, Bojan hasn't been as much but he's I mean he's been okay um makes it he makes his free throws and but yeah from the field and from three not quite what we expect but um, I think Donovan Mitchell, he, I mean, he's showing he's clutch, like not just that shot you mentioned, but, um, he, and he had a hard night, like he was being guarded by Lou Dort, which, um, he, that, that, that's a tough, um, assignment because Lou Dort is a, a good defender and, and OKC seems to have a lot of lengthy guys, so it seems that they can bother our smaller guard line, line up a little bit, even though, I mean, they're they're a young team and they have potential to be talented at some point. But like, um, with with CP3 leaving and yeah, Ricky Rubio was there for what like a day in the off season and got sent back to the T Wolves. So not a lot of experience. So I don't know. Um, maybe they could be a fringe playoff team, but I but I guess to answer your question, um, when you have defense also like Rudy Gobert, like you just gotta wait for the offense to start clicking, like sometimes it's just a make or miss. Um, it's like a game of runs. And so the Jazz found the runs with the stars they needed. Um, looking at the fourth quarter, yeah, it seems like that's when we kind of 
made our run, um, not just Donovan Mitchell, but, um, well, actually it was just Donovan Mitchell because, um, the OKC kept making their runs, but Donovan scored, I think, the last couple shots for us because he had one, uh, a layup with two minutes to go. And so sometimes, also to answer your question, when the outside shot's not hitting, we don't need to keep forcing it. Like, Donovan was smart to go to the rim, and I think with not much time left, like, and he did it with his left hand, so, so I think, um, just trying to do what works for you, um, because it seems like the Jazz's, um, outside shots have cooled off a bit, because teams are starting to adjust, so we just need to take what, what they give us. Yeah, exactly, I couldn't have said it better. And you mentioned Conley, Conley did have a great night, um, for for me, he was the the man of the match in this win against OKC. Unfortunately, he was one assist shy of being the first man, Jazz man since Carlos Boozer to have a triple double. He ended with 20 points, 10 rebounds, nine assists. Still, even though it was one one assist shy, still super impressive. He was really productive for us in in that W. Um, Gobert he grabbed 12 points, 10 rebounds. This was his 250th double double for the Jazz. That's a total that ranks third in the franchise history. Just behind a, a guy by the name of Carl Malone with 7.99 and John Stockton at 7.14, so that, that's some great company to be around. For, of course, he still got time to to have to have to pass them, but I, I think if he keeps up his numbers with what he's showing so far in three games, he'll he'll eventually get there. Um, but w- once again, in this in this win, Jazz kind of they they kind of uh they had 17 turnovers just like in, in the loss to uh, Minnesota. That's something that, that should not happen. You're having more than at least 13, 14 turnovers a game, then, and that's going to be a problem. And like we mentioned before, that they need to work on those early mistakes during the season so we're not getting those down the road come February, come March. And I, I believe that they'll, they'll do that. And that, that will come with time, with patience. Um, and us Jazz fans need, need to learn that. And just through three games alone, we're already averaging 113.7 points per game, 1083 points against us and that's really good and I feel like that's something that we need to improve on but we will over time but any other thoughts that you saw that you liked from from this game against OKC um well I also so I definitely think it's hard to disagree with you if, if I mean I mean Conley only one assist shy of a triple double but um yeah I definitely got to give some love to again Donovan Mitchell like it's kind of like you know how last year when when Bojan, he kind of sunk it up for the whole game against the Rockets, but he made the game winner. And and so, like, even though Clarkson might have, I think, had a lot more points that night, I still feel like it's hard to not give the game ball to both of them because, I mean, you need Conley to do all that production early in the game or else you're going to struggle. And then late in the game when you need a shot, I mean, Mitchell, I think he's become more clutch, like, I'm still kind of on pins and needles waiting waiting for him to get, like, a buzzer beater like Bojan, but, I mean, he's still just hitting clutch shots, and, like, um, when the game is, like, within a possession, I, I think they have, like, a true clutch percentage somewhere on some NBA stat sites where it's, like, if, if you're within, like, a certain amount of points with two minutes left, like, I think Donovan Mitchell's starting to become, he wasn't always this way, but he's starting to become a player that, you want the ball in his hands, so 
Um, I like that, and yeah, the double-doubles by Gobert and Conley. Uh, I think overall, um, I mean, we, we did okay from three, um, not as bad as the game before, I think, um, 36%, but um, I think overall, um, we're it was great to be on the winning side. I, I still don't know if we're where we're, we need to be to be like a top team in the West, but I guess we'll, time will tell. Um, and the Suns are looking pretty good. Um, I, I guess that's the next game we have tomorrow to before we ring in the new year and and a back to back at that. So that would be that would be interesting. But but I think I think I'm 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 pretty pleased with what I've seen so far. Just excited. Yeah. I'm just excited that jazz basketball is back and so yeah. soon after it, it ended in September and we get to see several more months of this. Exactly. And unfortunately, we sometimes wish that all the shots will go in for Donovan so he doesn't have this this kind of weird experience of shooting. He did go 8 of 23 overall, 2 of 10 from 3. But with just 7 minutes left, he did go 3 of 14 from shooting and just 5 of 9 the rest of the way and 2 of 2 on the free throw line. So, of course, we want it to be consistent down the road, but he, he did come up clutch when it did matter, and he got that, that butt kick for us. So great, great dub on the night for the Jazz, and hopefully that, that's just progress for us moving forward. So moving on to the next game tonight against the, the Phoenix Suns, like you mentioned, we got Devin Booker. And Devin Booker, we, we've seen what he did in the bubble in, in Florida, and I think that's going to be the man to watch out for because he, he is – a threat when it comes to three and clutch shooting. So I think for me, the, the matchup to watch is Mitchell and Booker. We see what those can do, those two can do in the clutch in, in dire moments. And that, that's going to be a, a game to, to look out for. What, what, who are the two players that you're looking out for in this, this matchup? Um, on the Jazz side or the, or the Sun side? Um, excuse me. So probably, probably for the Suns. We'll, we'll start with the Suns first. Oh, okay. Yeah, so looking at yeah, so like you said, Devin Booker, he's like the leader in points for the Suns. So I think him versus Donovan. It's funny for some reason, like I I kind of like the Suns. They're obviously the Jazz are my favorite team. I grew up uh, there for a while, but I have seen some kind of fiery Suns fans, no pun intended, but like on Twitter and social media because they just kind of feel threatened by Donovan Mitchell because he's been in league for a little less time but um there's already comparisons where yeah we feel like he's better than Devin Booker but but Booker fans are like oh wait he scored 70 points one time and and I mean they still lost that game by double digits so it's I don't know if you just have to look at scoring but I mean Donovan proved in the bubble he can score too but I mean Chris Paul and Mike Conley is going to be a good matchup as well they're they're both leading and assists. Um, Chris Paul significantly more assists, 9.5, and Mike Conley leads the Jazz with five assists. Um, Rudy Gobert versus Aiton. I think he should win that pretty handily. But yeah, Aiton leading the Suns with 11.8 rebounds a game. Um, but so yeah, Gobert significantly owns him in both de- defensive rebounds. He gets about two more defensive rebounds per game and 0.7 more offensive rebounds. So um, I think those are the three main matchups. I think um, hopefully 
um, the jazz depth. I mean, I know that was a question last year, but hopefully we've answered some of those questions. Like we've been in so many close games that we haven't had a lot of chances to use and see what the other guys can do. But we've seen a little bit, right? Like in the in the Blazers game. So yeah, um, yeah. But those are the three main matchups. I think that the the star matchups, if you will, that I'm excited about. Yeah, it should be a good one tonight. Um, we did play them twice here in the preseason, but obviously preseason is different from regular season. Starters get less minutes and bench players get more minutes, but it should be a good one. Booker um, and, and the, the gang, Chris Paul as well. So can't miss this one. It is early in the season, Jazz fans, so don't worry. Um, if you are worrying, panicking, but we still have lots of basketball in the next coming months. After this game, in, in about a week or so, we will have the long road trip uh, in the East Coast. So so that, that, sh- that should be something to look forward to as well. But glad everybody had a great um, Christmas, um, New Year's, um, just around the corner. Hopefully everybody has a safe New Year's as well. And thank you for listening to High Sports. And don't forget to follow us. Go Jazz. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school, so check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.